Manners of the Heart is a nonprofit based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, working with schools and parents to help raise more respectful children, something we could certainly use in this world. I got the chance to speak with my friend Jill Garner. She is the founder of Manners of the Heart about the mission of their organization and a recent award they just got. Check it out. I'm joined by a special guest. You see here with me, Jill Garner. She is the founder and chief visionary officer of Manners of the Heart. It is an organization that's been working for 20 years now, almost 20 years, uh, to help educate children and parents to work on their heart education, uh, to make them better people as we all grow up and as kids grow up. It's something that's more important than ever in this crazy world in which we live, and that's what Jill and I are going to talk about a little bit. But First, I have to say congratulations to Jill and Manners of the Heart, just honored this week by Character.org, uh, the Champion for Character Award for Parents and Families. Jill, hey there, congratulations on the big award. Well, thank you, Graham. Thank you. It was uh, a tremendous honor, tremendous honor. And we um, um, are really humbled by this opportunity um, to really talk more about the message of Manners of the Heart and the opportunity to um, to really talk about heart education and uh, what it is and the importance of it. And as you said, the critical nature of it in this um, terribly confusing world children are growing up in today with such conflicting messages. Yeah, so how do you do that? For folks that have never heard of Manners of the Heart, you have a curriculum that's in schools across the country. That's part of the reason Character.org honored you guys. They are an international organization uh, that looks for groups like you doing this kind of work. So there, there are several steps to it. There's the curriculum in schools, uh, and then you have all sorts of other media as well that you want to get out there to families. Uh, how do you explain exactly what Manners of the Heart does? Yes, well, our mission at Manners of the Heart, we are a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to reawaken respect in our society for the next generation. And so, as Graham mentioned, we have an elementary school curriculum for the youngest of our learners, pre-K to second grade, um, that's a story-based curriculum. We call it Respect-Based Heart Education. And it's a story-based curriculum um, called the Maryville Stories with Wazo Wilbur and all his friends uh, get together in Maryville and teach the adults and the children a lot of life lessons about what it means to get along. Uh, we often say that Maryville is the place every heart yearns to be. Um, if the apple tree is the place where Wilbur lives, it's always been and it always will be. And so it's an opportunity to show children an idyllic kind of world. Um, to show them, to um, aspire them to something greater than themselves, to show them really what life could be if we showed respect for one another, if when we are showed uh, disrespect from someone else, if instead of returning disrespect, we choose to return disrespect with respect. What a difference that could make in our world. And so um, the curriculum is a full year-long curriculum, uh, daily lessons, not unlike math or science where there's a new concept presented on Mondays with a lesson each day of the week because we believe manners of the heart uh, and we call it heart ed um, that heart ed should be core curriculum in fact it is the core of the core curriculum it's really the foundation for education we know that the content of a child's heart whether it's good whether it's bad or whether it's even ugly 
What's in that child's heart is what's going to determine what they think and what they say and what they do. Um, it's not what's in their mind. It's the what's in the heart that informs the mind. And so we have kind of neglected the education of the heart for entirely too long, for at least the last 50 to 60 years, ever since this ridiculous notion of self-esteem was presented to us. And we began to become lost in ourselves. Um, I always say we got lost in the mirror of uh, self-esteem and we stopped um, being able to see others and how we can fit into others and began to lock up our hearts. And when a child's heart is locked, their mind is not going to open to receive uh, knowledge and education as the, as of course schools are attempting to do. So it's a tremendous explanation of why we're finding failing schools and children who are not finding their way in the world all the way up to our uh, young adults of today. Gosh, you paint such a, uh, an important picture as to why uh, it's so important. And it, it seems like common sense that it should be a core subject in schools. And you start very young. The curriculum is aimed at young kids. Uh, and why is it important to get to them so young? I mean, it may seem obvious, but kids get these things in their, you know, they're buried in phones at younger and younger ages. And it seems harder than ever to be a parent. I don't have kids myself, but just watching, you know, society, it seems like it's getting harder um, you think you can kind of fight back against this by reaching the kids younger? Oh, absolutely. The research is out there and it has been for decades now. The critical importance of reaching a child before third grade. Uh, third grade, sixth grade, ninth grade are all markers in a child's life and in a child's developmental processes. And so um, to reach a child by third grade, it is incredible um, the research that shows who a child is in third grade, their worldview perspective, how they're viewing things, um, how they're learning to treat others, how they're, uh, if they're learning to worry more about what they're gonna do for someone else than what someone else is gonna do for them, how they're choosing to interact with the world around them has everything to do with who they're gonna become as a teenager and on into adulthood. And so much of that is determined and set into place in a child's heart um, up to third grade and after third grade, with each subsequent year, it becomes harder and harder, more difficult to change that perspective and to set a child in the right direction if they've headed in the wrong direction up to that point. So that's the reason that it's critically important to reach a child. We often say that um, through our hard ed program and through our hard ed curriculum, we have the opportunity to reach into a child's heart and fill it up with all the good, right heart attributes that any of us want to see in a child's heart of kindness and goodness and um, courtesy, forgiveness, integrity, empathy, all the wonderful qualities that every human being agrees upon that we need. Uh, if we can fill that child's heart with that um, at their youngest stage of development, it sets them in the right direction. And uh, there's, we kind of call it preventative education. Uh, we can prevent so many issues that won't present themselves later in that child's life and prepare them for those tough years of middle school and on into high school. And part of the reason you were recognized by character.org is because of the success you've had and the success stories that parents have been sharing. They actually included a video of uh, one of the moms uh, whose child I guess went through the curriculum at a school and shared a story of uh, they were leaving the grocery store and it was actually this child who I'm guessing was elementary school age that actually 
convinced her mom uh, to to give some food from that they had just bought for themselves to someone outside who was asking for money. And uh, it, the mom was just blown away that the kid had learned this uh, through the curriculum and she could see the difference. How does that make you feel to hear stories like that? <laughs> oh, it's, um, um, it's, I mean, it's what we're all about. It's all about the children, you know, it's trying to help the children um, have a different perspective of life. Um, I'm, I'm going to come back to that self-esteem issue because it's, it's um, underneath everything we do. That's that's really what we're combating. Um, that's gone so wrong in our society. We um, accepted this ridiculous notion, and I, and the longer I do this work, and it's now 20 years, uh, the the tougher I get on that whole issue. Um, it, it was a ridiculous notion to ever tell us that we needed self-esteem. If you uh, flip that backwards, you understand the clearest definition of this ridiculous notion to esteem self. Well, if we are esteeming ourselves, then we're not esteeming others. And the longer we live in that context and we take on that perspective of how we're going to view the world, uh, no wonder people can't interact with one another in a civil matter, in a civil way. Uh, no wonder there's such violence in the world today. And even take it further than that, no wonder there's so much mental illness in the world today. We have become lost in ourselves. And think about that in the context of a mirror. If you hold a mirror before your face and you're looking in the mirror, you can only see yourself. You can't see through the mirror, right? So you can't see others. You can see what's behind you. So if you've come from tough, difficult circumstances, you can't even see the possibilities of who you can become. You can only see where you've come from, what life has been. And the longer you look in the mirror, the more lost in yourself you become. So kids either become self-conceited, got to be my way or no way. It's all about me. I'll take whatever I need to take that I have, that you have, that I want and continue in that vein or it becomes self-consciousness, which leads kids to every, every behavior that will destroy them themselves and lead them to self-destruction. So either way you look at it, it's not high and low self-esteem. It is the esteeming of self that has caused the trouble that we're living with, entitlement, narcissism, and you just go down the list. It, it covers it all. And so that's really what we're combating, you know, and what we're doing. And that's what that precious mom saw in her child that rather than being lost in herself, she said, here, take the food that we just bought. They need it more than we do and you know, give it to them. That's that beautiful other centered, that's esteeming others rather than esteeming herself. And what happened, that child gained respect for herself. And that's what we do is we enable parents to raise their children to esteem others. And in that process, their child gained self-respect and they become fortified with self-respect, and then they can overcome the temptations of our world, and that's what enables them to become all they're meant to be. That was a great metaphor with the mirror to really kind of help understand flipping that self-esteem around because we are we have been preached that so much, as you mentioned. So if parents or teachers or administrators are listening to this and they, they like what they're hearing, how do they get more information to get involved with Manners of the Heart and the Heart Ed? Is, is it easy to become a Manners of the Heart school and how can they do that? Um, we, it's easy to find out. Uh, all you have to do is go to mannersoftheheart.org and uh, you'll find all the information you, you need there and all your contact information. It's all there. Um, easy to find. And um, 
is it easy to become a manager of the heart school? I'm going to, I'm going to flip that around a little bit. And I'm going to say the schools that implement manners of the heart with great fidelity have great results. Um, as I said, when it is considered a core curriculum subject, uh, when it's not considered, um, you know, as an afterthought or a once a week lesson or pick it up when I've got trouble in my classroom, um, as, as we have witnessed, you know, happening through the years, the schools that take it on and say, we are committed to manners of the heart, we are committed to heart education and um, enable the training to take place. We have a lot of uh, wonderful professional development training um, that we do support throughout the year, home connection letters that go home to the families um, that tell the families what your child is learning and working on that week and with suggestions of what a parent can do at home to reinforce that lesson um, and really take it seriously as a core curriculum. And as I said, the foundation, the results are just tremendous. Um, and university research study has shown at least a 30% reduction in discipline referrals in a school um, with a 15 point gain in academic achievement and academic scores. And what happens is um, a dedicated school administrator will create a culture of respect on that campus, which absolutely transforms the learning environment for children. Those hearts unlock, those minds open and now now schools can truly educate a child, the whole child, beginning with opening and unlocking those hearts. Certainly seems like it needs to be in every school. We would all benefit for years and years to come, and that is the goal. Uh, so again, mannersoftheheart.org, whether you're a teacher, administrator, or just a parent wanting more information, uh, check them out. Congratulations, Jill, on the award and for 20 years, and all the best looking toward the next 20. Absolutely. Here's 20 more. <laughs> Jill, Jill Garner, mannersoftheheart.org. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. And here's a look at mannersoftheheart.org if you want to check it out. Education of the heart is the heart of education. There are separate sections for schools, families, uh, and communities as well, as well as a video with Manners of the Heart students so you can learn more about the curriculum and the program and this great organization in general. Again, based out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, but doing incredible work across the country. Wanted to certainly highlight them. Our thanks to Jill again.